Welcome to the Triangle Gardener Show. We're your guide to enjoyable gardening in North Carolina. We're planting bulbs now for a beautiful spring display. And ever hopeful, gardeners are asking the weather to be kind to our charges. But the critters, oh, that's an issue that's altogether different. Is there a gardener among us who hasn't declared war on a four-legged species? The sight of a doe can strike terror into my heart. And, well, others turn into Mr. McGregor at the sight of a rabbit. And then there are the dreaded voles. Garden Destinations made this story possible. It's a new digital magazine for travelers who want to include public gardens in their travel plans. Their website is gardendestinations.com. Here's Dan Mason with his story of war. The story begins this war of the voles back in 2010 when we moved into our house, a cinder block house built in 1957. It had a great corner lot with a garden under the oak trees. The garden added to the charm of the house and we both saw the potential, but it would require hard work as it involved pulling down lots of vines Not for the faint-hearted. We moved into the house during the summer, and I immediately noticed the castor bean plants, which bear big leaves, something I relish, and is totally 100% poisonous. I'm starting here because I'm hoping it's the remedy to my war of the voles. The next year, we noticed we had a lot of molds. Feeling we had to do something about this, we would go out and start stomping on the top of the tunnels. In our war with the moles, we got one of those contraptions that send signals out in an effort to drive them away, all to no avail. We then put our mole away, which is simply dried castor bean oil, and we merely succeeded in driving them to another part of the yard, This was the beginning of the War of the Voles because voles love the tunnels made by the moles. In the spring of 2015, I went about my normal gardening practices involving going to the garden store and buying everything. I also have a greenhouse where I start seedlings, especially valuable for my vegetable garden. I began putting out the seedlings only to have them go poof, Where did they go? While walking around the front yard where we'd planted many tulips, I noticed a tulip wilting. Reaching for it, I realized it could have been a flower in a vase. Where was the bulb? Obviously, an evil vole had come around to enjoy a tasty snack. Then my chives something deer won't touch, began going down the vole hole. Pretty soon the holes were in five different locations in the garden. I stopped buying new plants. What's the point? These voles had chased me to Google. One of my first suggestions is one I'm still using. Just set out mousetraps. The method is to bait the mousetraps with peanut butter situating them next to the hole, as that is where the voles emerge at night. Cover the mousetrap and hole with a pot to imitate the darkness of night and to prevent other critters from tripping the trap. 
Soon, the number of my victims was numbering in the teens. However, sometimes I would actually lose mousetraps, which were nowhere to be found. Where did they go? How can mousetraps simply walk away? A few I found down the hole, and some were never located, so they became the vanishing mousetraps in my mind. To secure the mousetraps, I devised a method that I now began to use. I attach a long twist tie by stapling it to the mousetrap, while looping the other end and attaching it to a stick anchored in the ground. However, this wasn't a foolproof method, as I found several scattered around the yard. Because I'm a non-chemical thinker, I didn't resort to the method a friend had used, which is putting rat poison down the holes and covering up the holes. My motto is this, I try to be as organic as I possibly can. The war suddenly escalated. One day I was looking at the two camellias we had planted three years ago. They had finally begun to bloom but I noticed one was leaning strangely. When I went to try to straighten it up, whoever has to straighten up a three-year-old camellia, I realized it was leaning because it had no roots, and I effortlessly lifted it out of the ground. Soon the other camellia pitched over, as did a mahonia and some aspidistra. Meanwhile, the traps were either disappearing or were losing their baits. Clearly, the voles were winning, so it was back to Google again. That's where I learned about gassing with carbon monoxide. Clearly, I was a gardener out for vengeance. I ran a garden hose, crafting an adapter out of aluminum foil on one end of my truck's exhaust so it wouldn't fall off. The other end of the hose went down the vole hole. I started up the truck, and voila! Carbon monoxide entered the vole tunnels. Each hole would get 15 minutes of carbon monoxide. <laughs> An important question was this. How many voles did I have? Research showed that one female vole could produce a litter of ten, ten times a year. This awful fact spurred me on with the gassing, which I estimate took three days to do the whole yard. Now, vole tunnels typically have an exit escape, which provides for some ventilation. And the quick-thinking voles and moles simply dug more ventilation tunnels. Suddenly, I had a twinge of conscience at running the truck so long. So, I reverted back to using the traps, which kept on either moving or disappearing. One contained a vole partially eaten. Did I have cannibal voles? At present, I set out eight traps, which I check on a daily basis. My guilt stopped the gassing, but then I remembered the castor bean plants that had been at the house when we bought it. 
at a time when there wasn't a Vaux problem. Why, I thought, don't I reintroduce them? Consequently, I ordered castor beans, planted them, and had 100% germination. And I've put them everywhere. Okay, I'm planting poison everywhere, but it's organic. If they're going to die, they're going to die organically. <laughs> At last report, Dan's trapped 40 voles. He's even established a vole graveyard. And there's another mystery. Each morning, the graveyard's empty again. I'm Lise Jenkins, and this is the Triangle Gardener Show. We're your guide to enjoyable gardening in North Carolina. You can find our show on iTunes, and if you'd like what we're doing, give us a review. Thanks for listening.